Hey, it's Scott Orn of Cruise Consulting, and welcome to another episode of Founders and Friends. And before we start the podcast, let's give a quick shout out to Rippling. Rippling is the new cool payroll tool that we see a lot of startups using. Rippling is great for your traditional HR and payroll. They integrate very nicely. But guess what? They did another thing. They integrate into your IT infrastructure. They make it really easy for when you hire someone to spin up all the web services and their computer, which sounds kind of like not a huge deal. But actually, we did the study at Cruise. We spend $420 on average just getting a new employee's computer up and running and their web service up and running. It's actually a really big deal. It saves a lot of money. And the dogs are eating the dog food. Like We see a lot of startups coming in to Cruise now using Rippling. So please check out Rippling. Great service. We love it. I think we have a podcast with Parker Conrad. You can hear it from his own words, but we're seeing them take market share. So shout out to Rippling. And now to another awesome podcast at Cruise Consulting's Founders and Friends. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Olm. Welcome to Founders of Friends podcast with Scott Orna Cruise Consulting. And my very special guest is Gina Gutierrez of Dipsy. Welcome, Gina. Thank you. So glad to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, maybe you can start off just by retracing your career a little bit and telling everyone how you had the idea to start Dipsy. Yeah, happy to. I don't think I have the typical founder journey, not that there necessarily is one, but I studied psychology at Duke University. And I was always really excited by what makes people tick, why people do what they do. It's just fascinating to think about all the motivational psychology behind everything in our lives. And why has always been the question that fascinated me the most. You know, it's not how or what. Now I have to do a lot more hows and what's as a founder (laughs) of business. (laughs) Um, You're out of academia and into business. Yeah, out of academia, exactly. But the why has always struck me the most as the most exciting. And I think that that really drove my career path. I was a brand strategist for many years. Uh, I was the first brand strategist at a design agency called Character. They were super well-renowned for their design, but they were hoping to sell clients on understanding why they were making the choices that they were making. Um, so for example, you know, Reebok was going through a major change. They were number three to Adidas and Nike, and they were playing in this group fitness space, uh, sports space, and they weren't winning. And they saw this opportunity to win in CrossFit. And so I helped them to build a story of how they could authentically connect to that community. So it's always been about connecting businesses and people. You know, why should people care about a business? Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Character is a cruise client. It's been a cruise client for like four I or five I didn't know years. that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so you talked to Ollie? Yeah, Ollie Ralph. Yep. Ollie's my guy. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you did Character and you had like those insights and that experience. Yep. And I worked with a ton of startups, of course. It's, you know, a Bay Area focused studio. So I was working with companies like Stitch Fix and Third Love. Heidi Zach, the CEO of Stitch Fix, sorry, uh, Third Love is actually a, an investor in Dipsy and really was connecting to the idea of what it means to start something from the beginning. It's so powerful. You can really craft that story. So fun. And then I joined another design studio called Wrapped. And Wrapped is actually focused on architecture and experiences. And I was really excited about designing real experiences. So the classic places brand end up are like websites and digital ads and, and packages, but Wrapped really took it all the way into space. And mm-hmm. when you surround someone three-dimensionally, you're suddenly like, wow, you can really impact someone. So, yeah. you know, building the future of retail and building the future of, you know, what a winery experience could feel like or what like Google was doing this crazy stuff where they were helping to teach their top execs 
uh, empathy, for example, like what kind of a space would you design to help people learn empathy? Like really cool stuff, super That's cerebral. Cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, so I think like from the start, it's always been like, what are amazing experiences? How do you create amazing experiences? But at Wrapped, I already had the idea for Gypsy. And so it was keeping me up at night when I was daydreaming at my desk. That's what I was thinking about. It was kind of nagging at me. You know, you do that for long enough and you realize you have to follow your heart and try the thing. Yeah, that's amazing too. Because that it's almost like the the idea is pulling you into the startup because you're right, you can't sleep at night and you see so much potential and you see what it could be. And how many years ago? Was that three or four years ago? Like how many years ago was that starting Dipsy. That was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And you guys have come so far. We'll talk about a bunch of stuff, but maybe just talk about what Dipsy is and, and how your customers relate to it. Totally. So Dipsy is the first audio platform for sexual wellness. And the basic principle of it was we thought it was really interesting that when people talked about helping people have better sex or better sex lives, they talked about it as purely physical you know, what kind of experience are people having physically? And they really weren't talking about the brain at all. And I saw that as such a miss, especially for women. For me, it wasn't like, okay, there needs to be a better vibrator for women. It's really cool that there are companies focusing on that. It's super important. But to me, that wasn't actually the biggest opportunity. The biggest opportunity was to help women get out of their heads and into their bodies to find that right headspace where they felt like suddenly, you know, this unattainable idea of like getting into the flow of things didn't feel so hard. Yeah. And so that was really what I wanted to focus on. That was kind of the the early idea was that audio could be super powerful for telling these stories that hopefully were going to get people into an erotic mind state. So essentially, Dipsy makes original short format audio content. There are short, sexy stories. We also make a ton of non-narrative content. So, you know, erotic meditations to help you get into your body and partner sessions for things like massage or conversation, uh, you name it, we do it in audio. Um, but the real kind of principle there was that storytelling and that audio were super powerful to let people kind of lose their worries and lose themselves in something that felt really erotic and hopefully tap into something more easily uh, yeah. than they were able to before. That, that is incredible. And you said something which I hadn't really thought of. Like we've been working with, with Dipsy for a long time, but you may, it sounds like you made the conscious choice to go audio instead of like video? Is that like a conscious choice you made? And why would you do that? Oh, absolutely. I think to take you back to the very beginning, I was having conversations with girlfriends in college about how, you know, things were harder than they wanted them to be. Why is it hard to have an orgasm? Why is it hard to feel like you're connecting to a partner? Do I have low libido? These questions that were really tormenting friends in my life. Um, and I realized that, you know, almost a decade later in my late 20s, women were still having the same conversations. Um, and to me, again, this wasn't like a question of understanding your own anatomy better. It wasn't a question of like a lack of education. It was a question of a lack of inspiration, right? Like mm. what is the content that actually helps me to, mm -hmm. you know, get there? So to me, audio was really interesting because it did a couple things. First of all, it's super immersive. It's almost the closest medium we have to our own thoughts, right? Super intimate. It's right up Such in your ear. Beautiful point. Yeah, that's an amazing point. Yeah. So that's really special. And then I think the second thing that's really important is that it's imaginative. So your brain is creating a visual movie of what you're hearing. And it can be exactly what you want it to be. You can imagine the bodies that feel right to you. You can put yourself inside that story. You can be a voyeur of that story. You can imagine the scenario that they're in, you know, and Dipsy does a really good job, I think, of creating just enough of a blueprint so that you can kind of decorate the house, you know. And that's really powerful too. And so, you know, not only was it really powerful in all these ways, I think it's kind of diametrically opposite from video in so many ways, because 
video gives it exactly to you straight. There's nothing to really imagine. It's it's that you're you're watching it. It's super graphic. It's right in front of you. And there there is you know a gender difference there. I always say you know I don't know whether that's nature or nurture. I don't know why women women and men are different in these ways. But sex researchers have found that there is a big difference. That men are more likely to say you know if they go into their browser and they look for a body type or a sex act. And women are much more likely to be like romance, love, connection, chemistry, intimacy. And that tends to be romance novels or stories or literatica yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's more of a narrative. Yeah. Um, the romance novel analogy makes so much sense. You said two things that I can really relate to too, the immersiveness and the imagination with audio. And I have found like, especially with COVID, I've actually found that I'm listening to like so many podcasts now and so much audio, even like around the house sometimes yeah. when I'm doing dishes, things like that. And it's, it's like very soothing and it is, you like escaped your own world. Like I have a little, little daughter and I'm married and, but like I can kind of have like my own time in a very weird way just by putting the AirPods in, you know, and that, that's really crazy. The other thing I've kind of found is some of the podcasts I listen to, they've become like the, that imagination aspect. Like I almost feel like they're my friends like that. It's, it's a combination of merge immersive and imagine like I can feel and I know it's like one way relationship but it's like this like you said like you just get so into it like oh it's my friends their new podcast is out I get to talk to my friends or listen to my friends talk you know in a I, weird way you know what I think you're hitting on which is really smart and I haven't really thought of it that way I think audio when it suspends your disbelief which video can do too right which film which film can do too but when audio does it it's almost suspending your disbelief that these are people that you don't know right? yeah like, that's a great way of saying it like yeah because yeah. I feel like I know them you know? Yep. And uh, so anyways, I just think like that was a super smart choice. And I asked that question. I know also because I know guys tend, tend to be very visual, yep. but I have discovered through COVID, I've discovered this other aspect of like, I really like the audio aspect of things and it is yeah. just so immersive and it's, it's really fun. So super smart choice for you to make like in the early years. You're not alone in that, right? Like audio is blowing up for a lot of good reason. Yeah. There's, this, there's crazy statistics that, you know, millennials, 13% of millennials listen to a podcast every single day. 37% listen to a podcast every week. Those are huge numbers. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Really exciting. I'm, I'm at least one a day for sure. Maybe you can kind of talk about the different variety of stories, the different varieties of content you have on Dipsy. Yeah, totally. So it's probably not a surprise to anyone listening that everyone has a very diverse preferences. What person A is into is different from what person B is into is different is different from what person C is into. And there's a lot of beauty in that, but it's also really hard as a business to make sure you're making everyone happy. So <laughs> we think a lot about what it means to create um, enough content for a lot of people to find what they like. And that is just an interesting question as a content business. How much do you need? And so we started with our intuitions and now we're better guided, of course, by data since we have so much more of it with so many more subscribers. We have all sorts of content. We have content for straight folks. We have content for queer folks. We have content voiced by people of all different backgrounds, ethnicities, races, because it's important to hear yourself in these stories. Uh, we mm. believe that very firmly at Dipsy. Um, you can search by how explicit stories are. So some stories are just super romantic and flirty and cute and other stories, you know, go all the way, so to speak. And it's, you know, I think important to really be clear about what you're going to get in a story because expectation setting matters here. And that's really important for feeling these experiences, not just, you know, premium and that it looks beautiful, but premium and that it, it keeps you safe, right? So like if I 
I'm triggered by a story about infidelity, I am going to tell a user that because I do not want them surprised by that information. So we think about that too. I was thinking the safe word too, like because it's so immersive and because you're so into it, like it needs to be a safe type of thing for the person so they don't have a kind of an adverse reaction. And that makes so, so much sense. On the content creation side, I'm assuming like people go once, because you're such a new kind of paradigm. I don't think anything like Dipsy's really existed aside from like the romance novel yep. kind of thing. Are people just going like, like once they find you and once they find what works for them or what they like, are they just going super deep? Are you getting constant, like in one of those, in one of those categories you named, are you just getting like a constant request for more stuff? Cause I could, I could totally see that happening. You know, people ask a lot, what is your most popular content? And while we do have a couple standout stories and characters that people love, the honest answer is that there is not one piece of content that works for everyone, right? So yeah. it's not like we have this one category that is just like, oh, this is it. This is like our winning type. But there are definitely people who follow a character and follow a series and like, we'll listen all in one night, right? And so that's a, a recent feature that we launched. We were realizing that people sometimes wanted to come in for a 15 minute story, which is kind of the basic timeline of most of our stories. They're pretty bite-sized. And some people want to listen to all six episodes of the, of those, uh, of that series. And that's much more akin to listening to a romance novel, right? It's just a yeah. different style of listening. And so we just recently released seamless play features so people can listen to them all at once, which is a, a super different paradigm. And for those who want to go deep, we want to let them do that. It's pretty cool. That's cool. I mean, it's so analogous to like a Netflix binge though, right? Like I yes. feel like we've all been trained. I get kind of tired after a couple episodes, but like we've all kind of now Netflix has trained us to have that option. So that's really smart that you made that available for people. And you know what else I think it is too? I think, um, say you can't go to sleep, right? You're like, in that bedtime zone and you're just not super tired yet it, it gives you the option to like extend that kind of interesting liminal hour where like you have this time to yourself and you're cozy and you're comfy and if it takes 15 minutes you know in that space before bed to like have a great self-pleasure experience awesome maybe you have that and then you just want to keep listening to story great yeah. so we just kind of allow it to you know meet you where you are yeah, you might even be connecting with like a different need posted or something like that. Or like, exactly. that, like you said, like friendship or, you know, other types of thing. That's, that's really interesting. Hey, it's Scott Warner, Cruise Consulting. And before we get back to the podcast, quick shout out to ChartHop. ChartHop is one of my favorite new SaaS tools on the market. And basically what ChartHop does is it puts your org chart in the cloud. And I always like to say, like, it brings transparency to your organization. And so, you know, everyone in your organization can see who they report to. They can see the full org chart of the company and how their group relates to other groups. It also has a lot of information on the individuals of the company. And so you can click on the chart out profile and just get like where people live, their experience, you know, Slack handles, all this kind of stuff. And it's just a really great tool. The other thing is ChartOp has started doing some cool stuff around compensation and budgeting planning. And so you can actually start seeing like what the cost structure of the company look like during certain kind of scenarios. So I'm loving ChartOp. Check it out, ChartOp.com. We use it at Cruise, really like it. And I can't recommend it enough. All right, back to the podcast. Another thing that you have just started doing is celebrity storytellers. Do you want yeah. to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, totally. So last week we released our first co-produced uh, voice acted story with a celebrity. We worked with Sharunas J. Jackson. He is an awesome actor who you might know as Dro from HBO's Insecure. 
he has this amazing deep voice. He's kind of known as this guy that a lot of people have major crushes on because he's kind of a super charismatic, like amazing, like real person. Uh, and he was really excited to co-create with us. It was really fun. He did a three-part series with us. It's actually still coming out this Sunday and the next Sunday as well. And it's all about this kind of rebellious fashion designer guy named Malcolm who kind of feels wronged by the press and like people don't get him. And then this reporter comes and he realizes it's an old friend of his from school and she starts breaking down his walls. And it's it's an interesting opportunity for him to portray, you know, real people who have sex lives and actually get to see that full experience because from his perspective, media is just starting to do that. It's just yeah. starting to show people who are real outside the bedroom and real inside the bedroom, like doing both is not necessarily common. Yep. So he is like really aligned with the with the mission and was a really awesome first partner for us. That's a great point about like, are people real inside the bedroom? Cause there's like in any kind of TV show or movie you watch, there's like the cliched love scene or yep. makeout scene or whatever, right? And it's always the same. It's there's perfect, like no, it's shiny, there's no negotiation, there's no like, hey, will you move your hips this way? Like none yeah. of that, right? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I think that that speaks to something else too. Like, you know, I could go on and on for, for a long time about working with celebrity voice actors. I think it's going to be really exciting for us to have people come into our platform because they love a voice and, and want to hear them. Um, but what, what that really is, is, is speaking to Dipsy's greater mission and the importance we think that this has, which is you know, hearing people have successful relationship interactions and like successful sexual interactions just helps you model real stuff, right? Like you can read 18 blog posts on consent and still be like, this feels awkward. I don't know how to do this right. And then you hear it a couple times in a story and you're like, oh, that's not weird at all. That's super easy. Um, and someone like Sharunas plays that to a T, right? You're like, wow, so smooth, easy. I can do that. You said the word model, which I really like because, and this is a little bit my just personal growth just in life. Like as a father now, I realize that like modeling the right behavior is so important to my, like my daughter's watching me constantly. Oh yeah. And you know, you don't, you don't quite realize it until they start doing exactly <laughs> your stuff, you know? And, and once so, you say like, that one bad word, they'll repeat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, this is, and this is like a different kind of, we're talking about different types of modeling behavior, but I've really kind of come around to like understanding how important like modeling the right behavior and how that actually helps you, the modeler and the person that's observing it. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's really cool. I never would have thought about that. Even for like, even guys like, you know, historically or, or traditionally guys are often the initiator yep. of, of stuff. And like, there's no, there's no handbook that they give like a guy when he's 18 years old that says how to do this kind of stuff, you know? Unfortunately, and so, there is a handbook and it's porn and it's not a good handbook. That's a know? good point. It's a, bad, yeah. it's a bad handbook. And yeah, that's a really good right point. That. So so there's so much anxiety and so much like, you know, you just don't know what to do and things like that. And so, or yeah. the negative, the negative model. So I think it's, I hadn't even thought about that, that you're providing that service or benefit or just helping the world in that way. You know, it's really interesting. I love the point that you just made that this is so super important with, ki with kids, the idea of modeling. And what I say sometimes is it's really obvious to us kind of as society that we teach kids with storytelling. Like if you want to teach kids about morality, you read them Aesop's fables. Yep. If you want to teach them about being nice to their friends, you know, you read a children's book. And so it makes sense to us that we teach kids through story, but we teach adults through story too. It just feels like less of a direct, like obvious thing, but it really is powerful and way more interesting way to learn. Yeah. I, it, again, and I keep coming back to that immersive and imagine like it's a, it's such an intense way to learn, but it's a, such a practical 
way to learn because you're role playing through the character and through mm-hmm. what you're hearing in your headphones. Yeah. Yep. So I really love that. And in, in your Dipsy is also like kind of an early, um, early pioneer of this type. There's other companies that are doing different things like audio wise, like Calm. And we talked about Moshi, which is for kids and things like that. How, how did you like go to market with this? Like, cause it's, it, it was such a unique idea. Like you had to create the content. How'd you find distribution? How did you do advertising? How'd you build the brand? Like what's, what's been your, your story there? Yeah. In the beginning, I think the biggest question was, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, whether we're talking to friends or investors, you can like wax poetic about the philosophy and your girlfriends are like, yeah, like I want that. And then you're like, okay, but audio stories, like, do you think you'd listen? And they're like, well, I don't know. Like, what is it? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. We had to make it, we had to make it exist for people to understand. And so those first six stories, true, you know, our, our version of the startup basement or the startup garage was being in phase kitchen, plugging all the appliances or like unplugging all of the appliances because they make more noise than you think and recording friends of friends to make the first six stories. And those first six stories are not our best work <laughs> compared to recent stories. They're laughably bad, but they at least expressed an intent like this is what we're going for. And so we use those first six stories to put them up on a square space and just see if people got it. And mm-hmm. we sent it to 200 women. And the next day we saw that the website had seen 1,200 unique visitors. And we were like, okay, that's cool. Even so if this isn't like- to their friends, basically. Exactly. So even if yeah. it wasn't like, oh, these stories really turned me on, it was like, whoa, this is interesting. I'm curious yeah. about this and I'm gonna share it with someone. Yep. And so that was enough to start you know, verifying that this crazy idea we had was interesting to people. We just had to execute it right. And of course, execution remains the hardest part. So, uh, you know, I joked earlier about the, the why is my favorite question, like the how and the what suddenly were like hitting me in the face, like, okay, how are we going to do this? Um, we raised some money with that early kind of excitement, this idea that this new space obviously had huge potential and romance was just an exciting, it was bolstering the public publishing industry, essentially. And so a lot of opportunity to kind of capture millennials in that way. And so we started making more pieces with this one producer that we had, Angela. She is very much like Dipsy was built on Angela's back. She's an extremely talented producer. We made a ton of content as much as we could before we launched. We launched a year later and we wanted to create something that even if it wasn't perfect yet, felt different, felt like it cracked through. And uh, I think my background in brand definitely helped with that. You know, whether you're trying to stand out from competition or whether you're trying to change people's perception of a space like the most powerful thing you can do is create something that feels like an experience and i think dipsy felt like an experience from the start even if it wasn't what it was today right um what are all those you said a couple things if i can jump in for a second that i find super fascinating i think you and i might have similar personalities i like like the dream and like the figure out the why and then you said the how and the what and so that's the beauty of doing a startup is you're kind of forced to do the how and the what and like really do it do you Looking back now, because you said a couple of like it wasn't perfect, it wasn't our best work, but we did it, we got it out, all these kind of things that like really Vanessa started our company and then I joined five and a half years ago. But like we had the same thing. We we knew we weren't perfect in the early days, but we were a big improvement over what else was out there. And yep. we also knew that we were learning really rapidly. And I got I as a as a as a dreamer kind of person feel like I got a ton of pow- like personal power or personal improvement or something going through that experience of becoming like learning how to do a how and learning how to do a what did something like that happen for you or how do you feel about that? Yes. You're hitting the nail on the head. I think, okay. So my first job or my first, you know, real job as a design strategist, as a brand strategist, a character to their credit, perfection was the expectation. 
right? Yeah. Like client presentations were polished, they were scripted, yeah. they were super precise. And then at my second job, there was more of a, let's let the client in on the messiness of the process. Let's like show them the post-its. And it made me super anxious. I was like, I don't want to show a client post-its. I want to show them something that they're going to be like, that's great work. Yeah. And this creative director really pushed me to let go of the perfectionism a little bit. Yeah. And I think if I hadn't had those training wheels before Dipsy, I would have had a really hard time because basically what I learned pretty quick at a, starting a company is there's a perfect way and there's a bad way. And then there's a way that works. Yep. And that yep. is like not necessarily the perfect way. Yeah. Um, but you've also so, yeah. experienced the perfect way. So you can work towards that. Like Dipsy's journey. Dipsy's not just about getting more people, more listeners and subscribers. And you're probably also perfecting the experience and you're probably that part of your brain is probably doing that kind of work too, which is really oh, cool. Yeah. And having a co-founder that is so different than me is helpful. Like if I'm more likely to be like, let's get it pixel perfect and let's make sure that, you know, everything sings, Faye is more likely to be like, let's ship it and see. And that yeah. balance has really been helpful. And yeah, I think we are constantly pushing for perfection and probably other people would call it that before I would call it that. Um, but it helps to have that balance of perspectives where you're like, we got to try, we got to see, and let's see what comes back. And yeah. of course, that's what you're doing for the first couple of years. Uh, you've built a really cool company and I'm so excited for your future because it feels like you also, I mean, I think I met you like probably two or three months into the journey. Yeah, maybe. early. And um, even just having this conversation, there's like so many more nuggets that like I can see how it's really come together and you've learned so much and you're not just learning, but you're taking that learning and doing it's it's really cool. I'm I think the celebrity stuff will be huge because there's certain out like I we talked offline, but like my daughter listened to Moshi a million times. Goldie Hawn on Moshi a million times. Yeah. Like I, I think probably for a year straight, like every night, you know? And like there's something about those, first of all, they're professional actors and actresses and they're they know how to tell a story with their their words and you know. I just think this is going to be humongous for you. And I also think there's also that, that prospect of like these people have fans and people who consume all of their work. And I think that's going to turbocharge that aspect of it too for you. Uh, yeah, that's what we're betting on. I think there's a lot of ways you can grow. And the most exciting way to grow is to bring you know groups of excited fans in to get more of what they already love. And celebrities definitely let you do that. And I'm excited to work with more people whose voices are just so beloved. You know, Com does such a great job with that too. People like freak out over Harry Styles. How many people have asked now, when is Harry Styles going to be in the Dipsy platform? Let let this be known. Harry Styles, we want you on Dipsy. <laughs> Luckily, Harry is, uh, is a listener of uh, Cru uh, Cruise Podcast. So you'll that's going to come down. Amazing. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Uh, well, I'm so excited about Dipsy. Maybe you can tell everyone where to, where to find Dipsy, how to reach out if they want to get in contact, or if there is a celebrity listening to this how they can get in contact to do a, a celebrity <laughs> reading. Amazing. So you can find us at dipsystories.com. That's D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com. And our app is on the App Store. It's on the Play Store. And we have a web app too. Um, and yeah, we're always looking for collaborators. We're always looking for voice actors. We're definitely looking for celebs to partner with. So you know where to find us. Um, and we're excited to keep, keep building this thing to reach more people. Can't wait. Awesome. Thank you, Gina. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Old.